to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Welcome to the NXT Podcast. Hello, I'm your host. My name is Zachary Smith. Very excited to be here with you today. We have New Year's Evil coming up. Still don't like that name. That's not very good. I'm realizing as I say it out loud. Hearing it is one thing. Having to say it back in an entertainment uh, space is, it makes you realize how bad that name is. Well, we're gearing up for that here in NXT 2.0. Got a lot of stuff going on. Not really. We don't really have a ton of stuff going on, but a lot of stuff is happening. We'll talk about it. Before we get started, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT at Z A C H N X T. Talking wrestling and other fun stuff over there. Before we get started, we usually talk about news and notes, stuff that's going on in WWE. Not a ton going on. Headline-wise, Bleacher Report has predictions for NXT superstars who will get called up to the WWE main roster in 2022. So their first pick is Braun Breaker. Um... Okay, so in 2022, so in in somewhere in the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, Braun Breaker will be on the main roster within 12 months, sure. That's they love Braun Breaker. Vince and Bruce are helping as producer. He absolutely if this is if NXT 2.0 is anything like NXT 1.0, Braun Breaker will absolutely go up. It will be too soon. And, and then it, it won't work because they'll do a bad job with him. But yeah, if you had to pick one person going up to the main roster, it would be Braun Breaker, sure. Their second pick is Cameron Grimes. That would be bad. He'd be in bad comedy. I don't think that one's going to happen. Or at least I really hope not. It does feel like he's done everything that he needs to do in NXT except win the NXT title. Uh, the time to do that would have been a little while ago when he was as hot as he's ever been. Not now. You'd have to ramp it back up. But, you know, he could beat Braun Breaker or something before Braun goes to the main roster. You could do that. But don't don't bring Cameron Grimes to the main roster. They won't do anything with him. Their third pick is Imperium. They specify Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and Walter. Um... So that's definitely, there's no way. The whole thing with Walter was that he didn't necessarily want to move to the States. His one experience with the main roster was the Survivor Series where NXT was involved and he was pinned first very quickly despite getting a really good reaction. I think the best you're going to get, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, I guess could um, but they're on NXT. I think the best you're going to get is Walter coming to NXT. I don't think Walter, if it was old NXT. So I don't even, I don't, if you're Walter, I don't know why you would want to go to the main roster. I don't know why that would happen. 
Their fourth pick is Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. That's cheating. That's two picks. The last one was cheating. It was three picks. Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Um, sure. Index isn't a thing anymore. Johnny's not there. Um, Candace is out for the time being. You could. Um, feels like Indy and Dexter had their thing already, and they had their wedding, so I don't know why... I don't know what else you would be doing with them. Um, it would be Dexter Loomis on the main roster, and they never figured out anything to do with Dexter Loomis, so it would just be that, but on a bigger stage. So, I mean, you could if you really wanted to. Joe Gacy and Harland, get out of here. Joe Gacy, nope, mm-mm, they're not, nope. That's definitely not happening. This is like a brand-new character. I don't even think these dudes are going to be these characters in a year, much less on the main roster. Pick six was Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai. That's just straight up two different people. That's not, this list is dishonest. Uh, Raquel, absolutely. She's not winning that women's title back. Io Shirai's done everything she needs to do in NXT, so you could. Raquel, 100%. Dakota Kai is their seventh pick. Seems like you could have just thrown her into the sixth one since you're just throwing people in, but whatever. They're saying that her NXT one won't go on much further because she's been there long enough to do everything. That's true. I just don't know why they would bring her up if they haven't brought her up already. There's been a few times when they could have brought her up and didn't, so it seems like they might not be the most interested. And also, her new character's not very good, so I would hope that that would change before she goes. But, I mean, she would be good but underutilized. That's kind of her whole thing. Oh, they have honorable mentions. Grayson Waller, don't do that. He's doing really good. Toxic Attraction, I could see that. Legato Del Fantasma, sure, that would be a good one. Um, Von Wagner, Zion Quinn, and Odyssey Jones are all... So you're just naming... So you're just kind of naming everybody? Because now you've said, like... Your eighth pick is Grayson Waller, Toxic Attraction, Legato Del Fantasma, Von Wagner, Zion Quinn, and Odyssey Jones? Are we doing, is that, this list has a lot of people on it. Um, Von Wagner and Zion Quinn are literally brand new. They're not ready. Odyssey Jones is still green, but it seems like they would like him. seems like you might have some of the same problems you had with Keith Lee with him, except he's not as experienced. But of all that, Legato Del Fantasma would be good. Toxic Attraction would be good, except... The, oh my god, they're so hot thing would just would keep going and be worse on the main roster. So, I don't know that I need that. It would be kind of fun to have Toxic Attraction go to the main roster and everybody's like, hey Mandy, what's up with the new attitude? Um, so you could. Legato Del Fantasma would be very good. Grayson Waller would probably be good if he's the same character, but I don't think they're going to take him as seriously. So I hope... I hope that they aren't taking as many people this year because they don't use them correctly and there's some fun people in NXT. So that would be ideal. This isn't really news, but one, one thing, one title is WWE Superstar Natalia Talks New Holiday Tour Coming to Tampa. And believe me when I tell you there's nothing I'm less interested in reading about than Natalia telling me about a holiday tour, but it is interesting because... On Google, all the articles have a picture next to them. It's usually of the superstar that they're talking about or that is being quoted. 
and they pick the wrong picture, and it's a mugshot of somebody, and I don't know who, um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's fun. I'm not going to read that article ever. I'm never going to know what Natalia said about that holiday tour, but that's funny. Um, WWE's Roman Reigns calls out Aquaman's Jason Momoa. No, he didn't. Somebody at a live event said, I loved you in Aquaman, and he said the, mon- the movie would have made more money if I had been in it. So that's, that's what that is. Um, they're planning a lot for WWE Day 1. Seems like that's going to be a really fun pay-per-view. Despite the fact that it's Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the... I legitimately have lost count of how many times now. That stuff they did on SmackDown with, with Roman Fire and Paul Heyman got me interested in it again. Brock Lesnar's surprisingly good as a babyface who's by himself. I'd also like to point out that I give WWE a lot of crap, but they did a really good job, probably because it was Roman and Paul that planned it, with that split that they did, that Roman was very intimidating, and at first Paul was very scared, because Roman said, tell me the truth, why are you protecting Brock from me? Paul's very nervous, he's almost going to cry, he looks up and says, help me God, and then he turns into the old Paul Heyman. He takes a second, he smiles, and he says, I wasn't protecting Brock from you. I was protecting you from Brock. And it was really good uh, storytelling from Paul Heyman. This is a person who has been the advocate for Brock Lesnar since, goodness, the early 2000s. And Brock goes away, he goes with Roman. Roman's style is much more intimidation. And so Paul Heyman is very scared of this man. Paul Heyman wants to be at the side of somebody who is successful that helps him. But Paul Heyman is also a very cunning guy. He's very smart. He knows that this gravy train has run out. And he knows that he's probably going to get beat up because it's Roman and the Usos there. And he knows there's not really a way to talk his way out of this. That's what he tries to do at first. But Roman won't even give him the microphone because he knows that he will just try and talk his way out of it. So Paul Heyman, during that segment, is slowly realizing, oh no, there's nothing I can say here. Roman's already made up his mind. So he goes through a bunch of different emotions. First, he's just confused. What are you talking about? Then he's in disbelief. How did you find out that, you know, I I have been maybe doing some stuff behind your back? He goes through Oh no, I'm in a very bad situation. He goes through, how am I going to talk my way out of this? Oh, I can't. These are just going to be consequences for me right now. I can't get away. Brock isn't going to come help me. Nobody's going to help me. This is going to be terrible. God, please help me. Well, if you're going to do it anyway, I'm going to go out as Paul Heyman, not as this sniveling sidekick that I have been. And so he turns into the old advocate for just a minute. He does get a Superman punch for his troubles. Brock comes out. He's a lot of fun. That stuff with Sami Zayn was fun. I don't know what the point of it was, but it was really fun. I really liked that segment. It made me interested to see a universal title match that otherwise I would not at all be interested in. I almost want to watch the story without really having to keep going through the match because I keep seeing it. But it's been a lot of fun, and despite themselves... When you put two really talented people, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, together, and I think give them free reign over what they're going to do, or at least a long leash, turns out they can 
do a lot of good stuff. It's almost like they should do that more or something. Anyway, listen, NXT time. We open with Champa. His entrance is finishing. He's in the ring. It says, as the NXT champion, you are the hunted. I don't know if that's true. You've been hunted by like one guy. You won that title. You defended it against Braun. You probably you defended it probably. I don't even remember if it was one more time. You've been hunted by like one guy. He says, but as NXT champ, I'm different than every man that's held this title because I do the hunting. So two things. One, Karrion Cross was just the NXT champion and he did the hunting. He, he called people out. Also, you're not doing the hunting. You're like responding to somebody who was made the new number one contender after they picked you, after they uh, beat you. I don't know that that, I wouldn't say that that's hunting. He says, Brian, I know you're about to come interrupt me, but you don't need to because I'm inviting you to the ring. Braun's music hits. Champa says right on cue. Braun always looks like he just drank a scoop of pre-workout right before he walks out, but he did that dry scoop where you just scoop it into your mouth, take a little bit of water, swig it around, and swallow it. He looks like he always just did that right before you see. It doesn't matter if he's in the back. doesn't matter if he's in the ring. He's always just got the ah feeling of drinking a bunch of pre-workout. Go into the ring. Goes to get a microphone. Champa says, you don't need a microphone. We already know what you're going to say. He said at War Games, you made a statement, right? You pinned me. One, two, three. You don't want another shot. You earned another shot. And I agree with you. You deserve this. Let's just hope you don't drown again like you did the first time. Champa says, I want you to remember in two weeks at New Year's Evil, such a bad name, you'll get your second opportunity. Most people only get one. Aren't you special? Champa says, remember what I told you about jumping into the deep end? At Halloween Havoc, I exposed your inexperience. He says, there's no replacement for time. You've got all the tools. You're intense. You've got strength for days. The thing is, you are not ready to be a champion in my NXT. He says there's champions like Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. People who spent a decade learning the ropes came here, spent another decade, 10 to 20 years perfecting our craft. You have 10 to 20 matches? Chippa says you're doing great. You really are. I don't know if you're ready for all this, though. It's, it's too much too soon. This is because it's going to be bright lights, and you made a mistake the last time, and it cost you. And I know you won't make that mistake again, but you'll make some kind of mistake. This is a different level. At this point, Champ is in his face yelling. He slaps Braun Breaker and is yelling, and Braun grabs him by the throat. I don't know what Champa thought would happen when he slapped Braun Breaker. That guy, Braun seems angry just generally when you don't do anything to him. Breaker grabs him by the throat, picks him up for the, let's see, for the overhead slam. I don't think they named that thing yet. The press slam, I knew what it was called. I got it. We got there together. It's a press slam, but I don't think they named it. Let's see, what would you call Braun Breaker's finisher? Hmm. The Breaker? The, hmm. No, I know there's a name here. I know. I know there's a name here. Huh. I was going to say you could call it the big dog, but that's kind of a Roman thing. 
There's absolutely a name for this. Oh, it's going to bug me. Whatever. He goes to do it. He picks him up over his head. Champa's yelling no. He put he smiles, puts him down. Champa sits. He picks up the title, does Braun, and says, In two weeks, this shark is going to eat you alive. See you then, Champ. Throws the title back at him. While he was talking, Champa tried to grab the title out of his hands, but Braun wouldn't let it go. Gives the title back to him. And Champa sits there very concerned as if he's completely forgotten that Braun is a really strong guy. That really freaked him out. From there, we go to an Instagram video of Grayson Waller. Now, normally this is real dumb and I don't like it because I don't care what the, like, the social... It's weird to play a social media thing on a television show. But it's Grayson Waller. For some reasons, and he's making fun of AJ Styles and his hair and he's past his prime, so on and so forth. He says he's going to start calling himself the phenomenal Grayson Waller. And that ends. And I did not understand what the point of that was until, immediately after, they told me that AJ Styles is coming to NXT tonight. So I don't know. I assume then that this social media video was posted at least the day before this. Because it would be weird if AJ saw his Instagram video on Tuesday at like 6 and then said, nope, I'm coming to NXT tonight. So presumably then, it happened like on a Monday, he saw it dealing with the stuff with Omas and he was pissed off and said, I'm coming. So either way, AJ Styles is coming. In the meantime, Raquel's arriving at the building. Dakota Kai tries to hit her with like a rolling road case. She moves. Now they're fighting. I forgot they had a street fight. Blah, blah, blah. Raquel wins. So I reckon we could stop doing these matches now because it feels like we've had a lot between these specific two people. Hopefully they punched all the anger out of each other because I'd love to see them work with other people now. So she beats her. Raquel gets on the mic, says, I am sick and tired of waiting. She wants her title rematch right now. Calls out Mandy Rose. Now that is not very smart. You got a bunch of adrenaline going. You're big and strong. Got it. You did just finish a street fight. Mandy Rose has two friends that are pretty good at beating people up. Just logistically, that's not the smartest way to go about this. You should probably rest first. You can't even show up to the show on time. You usually show up right when it's time for your thing. How are you going to just show up and win a title? You don't have a plan. Anyway, she says that. Then they go to commercial, which is awesome. Sick timing. We're back from commercial. She's still talking. Instead, Cora Jade's music hits. She congratulates Raquel on the win. She says, as much as you want your rematch, I want Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction to pay. They tried to end my career last week. Raquel says, you're my girl. You got guts. Puts over what she did at War Games. She says, the women's title, though, is every woman for herself, and I haven't been the same since Halloween Havoc. I will go through anyone to get my title back if it's an enemy or if it's a friend. Cora says, not if I get there first. Uh, it occurs to me at this point that Cora has had next to no time to like do promos on NXT because this wasn't a bad promo, but it was very, this is one of the first times I'm holding a microphone live in front of a live crowd and it's just, just talking. Like she's been like, introduced to the audience but not through like long promos and wwe wants you to be able to do those so it's good that she's getting the practice here that's what nxt's for mandy rose shows up on the video screen she's in a pool somewhere 
She says, at New Year's Evil, because I'm in the holiday spirit, it'll be a triple threat match for my title. I get to get two ugly birds with one stone or something. Um, As she's talking, Raquel and Cora get attacked by Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, which at this point, you probably, at least Cora, should have checked behind him because this did just happen to you last week. So they get beat up. Triple threat match for the women's title. That should be fun. We got Dexter Loomis fighting Trick Williams. I forgot this was a feud we're doing. Trick Williams is scared of Loomis. While Loomis just stands there because we have we have one note to play with Dexter when he isn't in a wedding. And boy, we're going to play it. That could have been a fun character if you had done more than one thing with him and then had him do a wedding. So two things. Uh, Dexter chokes out Trick Williams and wins. Uh, during the match, Roderick Strong... Uh, came and beat up Carmelo Hayes. That's going to be not important. I was going to say it's going to be important in a minute. It's not going to be important in a minute. It will come back in a minute. So Dexter's standing in the ring. Grayson Waller hits Loomis in the back with a chair. Says he's taking out the first family of NXT one by one. Already took out Johnny Gargano. That was effective. Took out Dexter Loomis. I don't know how he's going to take out Indy and Candice. That's going to be awkward. Um, but we'll see. So now on the video screen, a car is arriving and AJ Styles gets out, gets a big pop. I feel like you should have not told me he was coming because I feel like what was the point of telling me he was coming? And then like a couple segments later, he shows up. Seems like you could have just, you could have had Grayson Waller do that social media video, say, I'm not going to be at the arena tonight because I have better stuff to do. But AJ Styles sucks, and then shows up to hit Dexter Loomis, and then AJ shows up to be a surprise. I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. It's fine. Anyway, they see him walking in. Grayson looks very happy. He opens up the steel chair. He just uses. He sits in the ring as we go to commercial break. Again, sick timing. Back from break, Grayson's talking. He says, and that's the thing. That kills me when these WWE superstars make it to the Hall of Fame and they thank the locker room and their peers and most of all they thank the pathetic WWE universe like your opinion matters. When I get inducted, I'm just going to say you're welcome. Now listen, I am not a Chris Jericho guy anymore. I've seen like too many instances of like, the whole point of my promo is you might be gay or you're a girl. And, um, yeah, I bet you could take on five guys. There's a lot of that with him, and that's not interesting to me at all. So I'm not a Chris Jericho guy, but Grayson Waller coming back from commercial break with the fans booing him loudly and cutting a promo has big WCW list of 1,001 holds energy. Now, I don't know if you've seen it. When Chris Jericho was in WCW, I forget if it was, I think it was against Dean Malenko, who was the man of a thousand holds. And so Chris Jericho said, yeah, well, I'm the man of a thousand and one holds. And one night on WCW, he comes out with a long, 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 long thing of, uh, of like printer paper, as in a list he had just printed out. And he starts reading off some of the holds. And they go to commercial break. And let's say he was on number six or something. They come back from break, and he's now in the hundreds. He's still reading it, and the fans are just booing him loud. It's one of the most fun things I've ever seen in wrestling. Obviously, 
he just did some heel work in between. He didn't just probably just keep reading it. But coming back saying 432 armbar was fantastic. And this felt like that. And that's really cool. It's, it's small things that with a person, with a wrestler, that all add up to somebody being over. AJ finally made it to the back, and they found his music that hit. It's cool to see him here. He skipped NXT. When he came in in 2016, wow, five years. When he came in in 2016, uh, he debuted at the Royal Rumble, uh, entering in, I think it was Roman Reigns that was in the ring. So he went right to main roster. He never was in NXT that I can recall. So it is kind of cool to see him here. I wish that he had been in here like when it was NXT. That would have felt cool, like with the old like Full Sail crowd. But this crowd went pretty nuts for AJ Styles, as they should have. So, gets in the ring, Grayson says that he single-handedly brought AJ to NXT. AJ says, so this is Grayson Waller, the biggest jackass in NXT. I saw your social media talking trash. You feel good? You feel popular now? Grayson said, absolutely. Best line that I've heard Grayson say. He says, in one month, I went from a kid that has potential to the NXT superstar. So much so that I got your attention and you're here. And that's a really good point, man. Like, for all the, oh, he's just doing a bunch of social media stuff. Or, oh, he's just, you know, he's not, he's just annoying. He's not a good, he Literally in one month, he went from, I don't need to see this guy a lot anymore, to, if you are drafting NXT superstars, Grayson Waller now goes up pretty friggin' high. Like, Braun is probably your first pick. I don't know how far down Grayson is on that list, but not nearly as far as he was. Like, that's that's pretty good from a from a just in-ring bad guy perspective. He says, I want to know the truth. Why are you here, AJ? You want to be that veteran that comes in and helps the new guy? So, he says that you're here because your meal ticket left you last night and you need a new tag partner to keep you relevant. See, I appreciate the offer, AJ, but I'm more of a singles guy. AJ says, nope, don't need that. He says, I see you in the ring. I see your matches, your gloves, and your one elbow pad. I don't know if it's Grayson Waller or AJ Styles I'm watching. It's a fair point. I don't know why you would wear one elbow pad. It seems like either you'd want to wear two elbow pads because my understanding as somebody who's never been in this industry and so will do my best to be respectful of it is when you take a back bump, the goal is to put as much of your surface area on the mat at once so you do not shock any one individual part of your body. So, your back hits, your legs hit, your feet hit, or rather your feet hit, your back hits, your butt hits, your arms also hit. So like the back of your arms would be bruised. So I, I would assume then that that is the point of an elbow pad. In which case, if I just put an elbow pad on my right arm, that seems to defeat the purpose. However, also seems dumb to wear no elbow pads, but it seems much dumber to only wear one elbow pad. And I get why AJ does it, takes it off for the phenomenal forearm. Seems like he could just not have it on and save himself a step, but I don't know. So I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know why you would wear just one arm pad. So, fair enough. AJ says, you've got potential, but 
a future superstar. I don't know. Braun Breaker, yeah. Tony D, yeah. Carmelo Hayes, I can see. Jury's still out on you. Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes, I get. Why did he say Tony D'Angelo in that? One of those things is not like the other. Also, I will take Carmelo Hayes before I take Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo is very talented, but that gimmick is is one note. We had to do something at the end of this show to make this interesting because the Tony D'Angelo character, the way they present it, is so one note and borderline not cool that I don't know why Tony D was the second. Per- like Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker are your first two picks, I would think. AJ says, your problem is you'd rather look good and lose than look bad and win. I don't know what that means. He says, I don't know if you've seen what I do to guys like you around here, but I could end you. AJ says, do it. You've had a good three weeks, and you're a superstar? Try being phenomenal for 20-plus years. Do what you say you're going to do. Um, AJ looks... AJ looked a little bit sore here. Um, like, wasn't moving around the most limber. This happens with wrestlers. This happens a lot. I used to work at a grocery store, and I worked in the grocery department. And when you work on a stock crew, there's very specific movements you're doing. You're picking up boxes. You're putting stuff on the shelf. And I knew a lot of people that have been working, like, overnight for, ye- like, years and years and years. And so when they would work, when they would do very specific movements, like the movements they've been doing for 10 years, they looked fine. But if you just had them get up and walk across the room, they looked like they were very injured because it breaks your body down, but your body's still good at, like, moving around. I think AJ might have been a little bit sore here, and if he had wrestled a match, it would have been one thing because his body's used to doing that. But he looks, like, a little bit sore, like they got AJ running around. Grayson takes his shirt off, rings off everything, and then leaves the ring. I'm not sure why he took his shirt off if he was going to leave the ring. Maybe he got hot. It was a really cool shirt. Says, I'm going to let Omos get you first. I got next. Grayson Waller's really, really good, man. Grayson Waller became so important to this show so quickly. Oh, sick, dude. Diamond Mine's here. Forgot. Whatever, whatever. At New Year's Evil, Roderick Strong wants to fight Carmelo Hayes, and it's going to be title versus title. We go from that immediately to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Carmelo Hayes says, I am the A champion. He's not. In 2021, when I shot, I didn't miss. And at New Year's Evil, I'm going to give you that match. And I'll walk out with two titles. Him and Roderick Strong should be fun. Uh, Carmelo Hayes should absolutely win. Um, I, I don't. It doesn't matter that he's going to get the Cruiserweight title, but whatever. I wouldn't have him lose the North American title to Roderick Strong and Diamond Mind. Diamond Mine. I don't know. I put a D on Diamond Mind a lot, I'm th- I think. Whatever. That'll be a fun match. Tony D'Angelo's here. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Our main event, actually, is Tony D and Pete Dunne, which is a hell of a sentence to say. Before we get to that, there's a video of Brian Kendrick in the back. Joe Gacy and Harland did a video earlier, and Joe, it, blah, blah, blah. Joe Gacy basically says, Harland apologizes, but you should probably apologize to Harland, too. Um, so... Brian Kendrick is in a neck brace. He says he thanks Joe for the apology. He says, you said that he, I should apologize to Harland. And Kendrick starts taking his neck brace off. And he said, I thought about it and I, I resigned as a coach. So, 
and I got cleared. If, if you want an apology, you can get it from me next week. So next week, Harland will, will commit murder on Brian Kendrick. And there are few people in this world that are better for that than Brian Kendrick. I'm really excited to see Brian Kendrick back in the ring. If you haven't seen Brian Kendrick in a while, Brian Kendrick's real, real good. There's a reason he's a coach. He absolutely should be a coach. It's fantastic. So Tony D's here. They're doing his music. Tony really shouldn't have worked as a character. I think it was so ridiculous that everybody decided when he got here, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's real. This fucking Vince McMahon just watched Goodfellas character is here. And so now the people are, like, stuck just like, hey, it's Tony, even though there's nothing going on. And Tony himself, the person, is actually, like, really talented, so that helps, you know. Um, anyway, Pete Dunne comes out. Anyway, the fun match. Pete Dunne wins. Uh, Tony goes to attack Pete after the match, but Pete gets the upper hand on him, kicks him out of the ring. They're fighting. Tony has a um, crowbar, and he has it across uh, Pete Dunne's neck. And he says, this is what happens when you mess with uh, Tony D'Angelo. He holds... Uh, 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 during the match, Pete did that thing where he snaps your fingers, uh, and, uh, Tony, uh, like, grabbed him by the forearm and exposed his hand and picked up the crowbar above his head and slammed it down on Pete's hand, so it's like Tony broke Pete's hand, I think, which is a hell of a thing to do two weeks before a pay-per-view, but as a mobster, that would be something you would probably do, so that'll be a fun match. And that's how we end the show. We got a lot going on, huh? We got a lot of our matches set. Women's title, men's title, North American title, cruiserweight title, Pete Dunn, Tony D. Not sure what Grayson Waller's doing yet. I mean, I guess it's going to be AJ Styles, which is awesome, actually, now that I said it. I want to hear what you think. At ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T on Twitter. Let me know what you think. What match are you most excited for? In the meantime, that is it for NXT. So that is it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always. And thank you for listening.